And that request said, pray for the churches in our community to operate as one, to, to come together in unity and to realize that, hey, if we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're all part of the same team. We're all part of the, the same kingdom that, he, that he's building. Any of you remember that service? We, we prayed that right in here. And I wanna tell you tonight a couple ways I've seen God answering that in mighty ways. Uh, the first one, some of you may have seen this. This says, one night, one church, one God. I went out to lunch with Justin Unger, the worship pastor at the Heights Church this week, and we had a great talk. And he told me that next Sunday night from seven to nine, down at the square, there's gonna be worship teams from six different churches and no church name is gonna be mentioned other than the church that follows God. And we're gonna lift God up together on the square in Prescott. Now there's one other thing, and I know we're not the only ones praying for this, but this just blesses my heart because I was here when we were all praying for this a couple months ago. September 24th, Andrew, can you put that slide up there? It's a little bit stretched out. I'm gonna bring some actual flyers for this next week. There's gonna be a prayer walk in Prescott Valley. And this has been launched by a home church in Prescott Valley. One of the guys in there named Steve went through our missional community leader training a couple months ago. And he started asking me, hey, if we were to do a prayer walk in Prescott Valley, where we walked around and prayed that men, women, and children would come to Christ, that we pray for the city and its leaders, we pray against spiritual strongholds and bondage to sin, we pray God's purpose for our city. Uh, we pray about anything that we need to pray about. Would your church be interested in being a part? I said, we'd absolutely be interested in being a part. And he's called multiple churches. So what's gonna happen is September 24th at 9 a.m., we're gonna meet at the Sam's Club parking lot. And the whole route is 15 miles. Now, if that freaks out some of you, they're gonna break it down into three-mile segments. You can do as much or as little as you want, but from nine to four, there's a group from multiple churches gonna walk around our city. They've got the route mapped out and we're gonna pray over Prescott Valley as multiple churches coming together as one. So would you say God's been answering that prayer? <laughs> I love it, I love it. Jesus said, they will know you're my disciples by your love. And we're seeing that start to happen. And I wanna open it up now. What have you seen God doing outside these walls? It's your time. Maybe in your own personal life, he's, you've seen how he used you to touch someone. Maybe you've seen it around you. Maybe you've seen it in a missional community. Who wants to share? Our daughter, our oldest daughter, Brianna, um, she's married and lives in San Diego with her husband, but um, she's been on a mission trip um, to Nigeria for the last three weeks. And um, I... It was really a powerful trip, and um, she updated this blog along the way that we could read. And the first blog that we were able to read was um, that a lady was healed, and she could see. And you know, it's so horrible. Your first reaction, like Steve's dad was like, well, that's kind of hard to believe, you know? But here is the truth, is that we have a faithful, powerful, heavenly father, and he's faithful, and he's still doing what he 
has done in the past. He's still healing. And she just called to let me know that she got home. And she just said, Mom, um, 357 people came to know the Lord and accepted Christ as their Savior. And 230 people were healed. And we're talking about healing of sight. And this one lady, she had a, a sickness that... Um, she, it was like eating her from the inside out and her skin was like rotting and stuff and um, they prayed for her and um, they didn't see a immediate healing but when they went back to the village four days later she came running out there to them just saying I'm healed and the girl who wrote it said she had brand new skin like on her body so this is the God who is here too and we just need to call in his name and believe. Amen. Thank you, Virgie. <laughs> this is uh, it's just a cool thing, and, and the story's not over yet, which is the exciting part. But um, as we were going through the, the leadership training with Scott, there's um, some neighbors we met at our house, and, and we talked about these neighbors we have who are all Jehovah's Witness. And uh, we were just in the group we were praying about and figuring out how do we get into their life? How do we, how do, we do this? And they just had a baby, and my son's talking back there right now. So we, that was like a connection. We're like, okay, maybe that's a good one. Well, the other day, um, Aaron had loaned them some stuff and they brought it back and uh, they were just kind of standing at the, on the front porch talking. And out of the blue, she says, hey, you guys go to church, right? And we're like, yeah, we go to church. And we just kind of talking about it. And she's like, well, can you just tell us a little bit about it? And so we just got to share with them uh, some about the Lord. And they were like, you know, could we maybe come with you guys sometime? And Aaron and I were like, yeah, you can come with us anytime you want. So I just, it's cool to see God in the process of answering prayer. You know, in the process of these being intentional, we, we tried, we tried to get them, we, you know, we did the, the outreach party and we invited them and they didn't come. And so we're like, okay, Lord, we thought that was the way that, uh, you know, in our minds, we saw that being a great connection and getting to talk to them, getting to meet them, getting to know them. And they didn't even show up. So like, okay, Lord, what, how are you going to do it? And then through some returning of baby stuff, you know, I mean, it's cool just the way, and, and she had met with, met somebody from another church at the um, movie theaters, and they kind of freaked her out, and so that's why she went to talk. But, you know what I mean? It's just cool to see God putting things in motion and building those relationships, and, uh, and you know, just from us talking to them, they begin to feel safe to ask those things, and so we're praying. They haven't come yet, but we're praying that they're going to come and join with us and, and uh, maybe be here someday, and I hope it's going to be a, a testimony of, of, of great salvation in their life and of a household. So we'll see what the Lord does. So keep praying for that. I got to share uh, our group meets in Granville. And uh, we've been praying for my neighbor for a while. I mean, actually since we started. Uh, actually since the training, I think. It seemed like we started praying for our neighbor and things went to hell in a handbasket. His wife left and we're like, oh man. And then Mary took a meal over started talking more and more, you know, the kind of things where you meet at the mailbox kind of thing. Uh, divine appointments, those little divine appointments with your neighbor. And then um, they're back together, but now they're losing the house. And the other day, I got to go up to the house, asked them if they needed any help. I said, we, hey, we'd be even willing to come and, and help you. you know, when your heart breaks, and here this guy is losing his house, Everything he's worked so and he's not a guy that's like looting his house and is like, yeah, I'm just giving it back to the bank and I'm glad to get it off. I mean, he's, he's tore up and he's teary-eyed and he's doing everything humanly possible. And you know what? It doesn't have a happy ending because he's still moving out. 
but Gloria and I have been so blessed to be a part, to be alongside him as he goes through this. And you and I both know, man, there's things in life you just got to go through. I mean, you can't go around it. And the only way to through it is one step at a time. And I, that's really, I can't explain how much, brother, you know, it's just an honor to be able to, where someone allows you into their life to walk alongside them through tragedy. And so we're honored. And that is God working. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just profound. So God's working in, what is it, Nigeria? He's working at the mailbox in Granville. Anybody else? What you seeing God do out there? Um, so most of you don't know me. Hi, I'm Misty. Um, I'm in my second year of college. And uh, for a long time, when I was in high school, the only reason I was a Christian was because my parents were sort of thing. I mean, like, I believed in God and everything, but I wasn't really actively seeking his will and trying to further the kingdom and everything. And uh, during my second semester of college this year, um, I made the decision that I had to make my faith mine. That I was 19 and I couldn't continue letting my parents to make my decisions for me because it's my faith and they can't do that. And uh, since then, um, I met Austin uh, in one of my classes, and I was talking to him and told him that, well, I don't really have a home church, and he's like, you should come to mine. That would be awesome. And uh, since being here at the church next door, um, my life has changed so drastically. I've gotten so much closer to God. I have genuine Christian friends who care, who check in on me, and actually want to know what's going on in my life. And um, the biggest thing for me is that uh, I was kind of worried about what was going to happen whenever I went back to school and I couldn't hang out with my friends as much and everything. And as of last week, I was asked to be part of the leadership for Campus Crusade for Christ at Yavapai College. Yeah. So, uh... Yo, buddy. <laughs> All right, so I'm Ben. Uh, I just showed up last week, so none of you guys really know me yet, but I'm that crazy bearded dude that sits in the corner. <laughs> Um, so anyway, like, cool news is, is uh, a few weeks ago I got engaged, which uh, is pretty, we're definitely stoked about, you know. And the crazy thing is like, uh, you know, I grew up in like kind of real crazy household. I mean, my mom and dad were both alcoholics and, you know, crazy stuff and saw all the chaos in the house. And um, Like, you know, my dad passed away when I was 10 because, um, you know, to alcohol, he, he got in a car accident, you know, a lot of madness. And, so I kind of grew up with this sort of stigma looming over, over the whole aspect of marriage, you know, and kind of seeing just the chaos. And growing up in Southern California, man, it's like everybody and their mom is, you know, three times and whatnot, you know, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, I kind of went through this period of just like, you know, it's not going to happen for me, you know, I'm, I'm rolling single, God, we're going all the way, you know, and, <laughs> and just nonstop. And, uh, you know, went through the Air Force. I was in seven years in the Air Force, you know, and kind of just cruising solo nonstop, you know, kind of the lone gunman rolling all the way through the, through the sunset, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I decided to get out of the Air Force, and I went into to, uh, youth ministry over in Ireland. I did three years of youth work there. Um, and there I was on my own, isolated in a town of about 900 people, you know. And... Uh, there was a place where for the first time I started to realize the importance of actually having someone alongside me, you know, and actually, you know, realizing that I was on my own, you know, and I was like, oh God, I'm desperate here. You know, I'm in a, 
I'm in a rough place. Started hitting real low points, you know, and just, but at the same time, I started to see people around me who had families that worked, you know, who had families that were like together, actually, you know. They like, they spent time at meals with their kids, you know, and they, and they were like bonded. There was this connection with families through generations that was unlike anything I had seen before, you know. And like in the height of that period when, you know, I was just totally like all over the place. You know, God, God you know, brought me back here and, and uh, I wound up meeting my now fiance, Sarah, you know. And here's this girl who loves God, who's totally mad and crazy and, uh, you know, willing to jump off a cliff with me, you know, and willing to go all the way to whatever country God calls us, you know. And I realized, you know, that there it is, you know, that partnership, that ability to connect with somebody, you know, and that cool thing, you know. And so I just wanted to share that, that, you know, God has actually brought somebody into my life who is going to be right alongside me and actually able to partner with me through everything that we go through, you know. And it's re- he's restored my faith in the, in the marriage, you know, um, covenant, you know, in that connection, you know, that's going on. So that's what I'm That's share. awesome. Praise God. 